Yes. Welcome back. It is Men Seeking Tomahawks. Episode. Yeah, the return. Kind of of the return. Episode two of this series, episode 84 overall, number one in your hearts. Dan, how are you this evening, sir? I'm good. You know, we had an impressive, I'll say, launch last week. I believe we can call it a launch. Um, I I know you're... Your rockets that you usually do for launches, say it for your uh, your your Wall Street bets gambling. But I think we've got a new launch going on, and it's uh, going quite well. Yeah, yeah. The short squeeze is going to happen on Men Seeking Tomahawks any any day now. So, uh, Dan, we we need to launch into this. Um, I feel like you and I, we've never faced this sort of drama in all the time we've known each other. I feel like we've fallen out of the trust tree. Yeah, so this is one of the uh, shows that we've not quite mapped out as much, but we we discussed this last episode, this grand, what what you said was this grand surprise I sprung on you mm-hmm. that almost got you killed at the dog park. So maybe you can reset yeah. that because we're going to, from what I understand, dive right in. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, we're, we're here to heal. This is the healing hour. And I think that basically my premise for this episode is one of two things has happened here, Dan, either... You have pulled off or are attempting to pull off one of the most elaborate ruses. Is ruse a plural? Yes. Ruse-i. For now, ruse-i. You're, you're, you're trying to pull off the most elaborate, impressive ruse that I think anyone might have ever tried to pull off on me. Or you have um, omitted some information that I don't understand how you could have possibly omitted over all these these years that we've known each other. Um, so that's what we're here to discuss. Now, like I said, we need to jump right into this because we have a lot to talk about. Normally right here, I introduce the first musical number. Now this is going to make a lot more sense moving forward. I think Dan, I think I need to hand the, the baton off to you and, and let you go ahead and introduce our first musical act. Absolutely. And this is a musical act that, that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, but you know, so I'm not biased. Let me just quote an online reviewer of this particular song that we're about to play. It says, imagine ripples on a nighttime lake with nature singing in the background and you'll have a good idea of what night rest is all about. Jack, this is the latest ambient single from Gary Franks and John Williams. And like the others, it's a soothing instrumental respite from the incessant noise of 2020 that's the end of the review because it was pasted last year created last year uh but jack this is a sample of night rest the biggest hit of 2020 from gary franks and john williams we'll be back in 60 seconds
that was Night Rest right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. The artist is Gary Franks. One Gary Franks, Dan. If you'd like to hear more from Gary Franks, please go to menseekingtomahawks.com so that you can find more of Gary Franks. I need you to share your tone. Like share share why that tone is is coming out of your face. Like I said, we um you and me, we've lost all trust in you. You think I'm setting you up, and I'm pretty sure you're setting me up. And at this point, we're the Spider-Man meme. I'm pointing at you and you're pointing at me. And this could go, this could go one way or the other. Now, I I don't want to leave the listener in the lurch in the darkness here. So I'm going to walk us through. Uh, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna play defense attorney, and I'm going to walk us through the case, and just see you know what the listener decides. Okay, Dan. So let's let's go in the wayback machine now, Dan. I met you. I guess it was about the mid aughts. Do you? What was your first recollection of you and I having met? I want to say it was probably in the 2000. Yeah, you're right. About 2005, late 2005, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Um, as many people know, it would have centered somehow ar- around professional wrestling. Correct. And all that implies. My my first recollection of you was in a uh, in an internet radio studio. You and I were guests on a show called Indie Wars Radio. It was a indie wrestling uh, internet radio broadcast, and I remember you being in the corner. Uh, I, you weren't a wrestler. I wasn't either. I was training, but I seem to recall you having some stature in the internet radio wrestling community. Like you were a known commodity at that point at your youthful age. That's, that's my first recollection of you. Yeah. So my youth was, uh, spent building websites, uh, and building websites for myself and for other people and other companies. And that was, uh, most of those, most of that business I'll say revolved around professional wrestling. So I was doing that before I could drive or anything like that. Just a, just a diehard fan that would do anything to, to get a little bit closer to this, uh, this amazing sport that I soon would fall out of love with. Oh, it wasn't that soon. Let's be honest. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But yeah, so that would have brought me into that, that realm. Yeah. And and I'm not quite sure what would have brought me into the dark corner of Indie Wars Radio and the really sketchy part of Dallas. Oh, that was a sketchy, sketchy time and a sketchy place. But you and I, that's how we we first met. And we subsequently went on to uh, be big pro wrestlers. Uh, We also both attended the same school. So we've known each other, like you said, for a very long time at this point. Now, if you were to know Dan for any length of time, uh, you will learn that family is a fixture in his life. Uh, going back to the the pro wrestling shows, I remember your family, your mom, your dad, your sister helping out, uh, maybe selling concessions. They were uh, they this were is not true. We we already are, are diverting paths here. They were they were around. They, they were, were absolutely around one time in total. Okay, well, if you maybe, add all of their stops together in Denton, it would equal exactly one. That was definitely where where I first met them, at least. I do know that you and your dad were often attending uh, North Texas football games together. Uh, I know that I've seen you, the two of you at craft beer shows, and and maybe they weren't helping out at the wrestling shows, but they were most certainly hanging out, as was I, 
at the podcasting conference, which you are the founding member of uh, Podcast Movement. Uh, and I know that they've been a, a big help. So they're basically what I'm saying is, regardless of my fuzzy memory, maybe not remembering a few details, your family is well attached to your life. You is know that- what? They're well attached to Men Seeking Tomahawks, too. I remember our very first remote from season one mm-hmm. at a local taco establishment. We had very few attendees at our live uh, remote broadcast, but they were one of them. So they are they go back with the show as well. They are they are victims of men seeking tomahawks, correct? So now I need to see why this this family of mine that you've just built up to be, you know, so close to me, yes. why you're about to tear it down and try to, try to burn my family tree. I'm not okay. That's that's not fair. You see, you're defensive, and I'm. This isn't. This is not. See, and this might be part of your thing. You might be trying to put me on the defensive by by saying such a, a such an awful thing right there. How dare you, Dan? How dare you? So we've established your connectivity with your familial unit. Those being the facts and that being my level and frequency of interaction with them, I feel as if I have a good bead on your father. At least I thought I did. You see, let me let me give the listener a description of Dan's dad. Dan's dad is the prototype dad. He is a professional dad. Like if you were to see Dan's dad on TV, you would immediately know that that's the dad. He's got the salt and pepper hair, the big mustache, drink scotch. He's a dad. Like that's what he uh, for like if that's all he did, that would make sense cuz that's what he looks like. He's an awesome guy. He's a cool dude. He flies planes. I know that he has some sort of really nice professional career, maybe an engineer or something to that effect. Um, He's a cool dude. And I feel like he, like I get him, I get him from what I've known of him for 15 years. Side note here, I, and this will make more sense as we move forward. uh, Something that the listener should know about my resume is that in addition to being a pro wrestler with Dan, uh, I was also a jazz DJ on the radio. I, I have a fondness of jazz. I enjoy it. Uh, I spun records on the radio in Texas and New York. I enjoy the jazz. So just know that, tuck that in your pocket for later. So let's talk about this ruse, Dan, because one day during the pandemic, Dan sends me a link to a Spotify page. And that Spotify page is for a person called Gary Franks. The name is there. The the photo is there. Everything. Out of the blue. Very little explanation. Just here it is. There you go. Dan put this into my universe. And, And sometimes later, he mentions it again, kind of in passing. And... At first, I almost thought it was like a hallucination the first time that there's no way. Like, I must have dreamt this thing being a thing. And so he sends it again. And as we mentioned in episode one, one fateful morning at the dog park, I'm just hanging out, minding my business, coffee in one hand, phone in one hand, start Googling Gary Franks. And I'm immersed in music and pictures of a musician named Gary Franks. And I'm so confused that I don't pay attention to a dog running at my leg at 40 miles an hour 
and I throw my coffee in my phone and I'm on the ground and a dog is making out with me and I could have died. And so that's why we're here, Dan, is that the facts on the ground are that this, this whole thing has kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, and I've known you for 15 years. So like something is going on here. Like you and your dad are clever and quiet. Like you are, you are reserved people. So my thought is like you, he could be a musician and it could have just never been mentioned somehow over 15 years of road trips and uh, life events and all these times that you and I have hung out, you know, it, it could be possible. I'm not putting that as, as not a possibility, but this also, because you guys are so clever and so quiet, you guys might've actually just come up with what might be one of the most impressive bits that I've ever seen. So that's my case. Now coming up after this musical interlude, we're going to go ahead and offer young Dan the forum to finally clear this up and, and let me know which direction uh, this thing is going. Uh, but first, Dan, if you would go ahead and introduce another musical number for us. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I hear, hear you saying we're uh, this laid back family and this, this chill, like you would just know, like we don't, we don't scream a musical family. And, you know, I take offense to that. So that's why I re- <laughs> stop. See, this is part of it. This is very combative of you. Oh my um, God. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to do a little 180 here from that first song, just so you can see what kind of a family we really are. Whoa. Now I'm terrified and slightly aroused. What do we got, Dan? So another online critic says of this song, after releasing a long streak of terrific ambient singles dating back to 2020, Gary Franks and John Williams take the EDM route with Wagga Wagga. Wildly up temp with electric guitar and a bit of echoey female voiceover, this seven pulsating minutes of club bait. And for our lucky listeners here, we've got a sample of this club bait. One of the latest releases in real time from Gary Franks and John Williams. This is Wagga Wagga. We'll be back in 90 seconds.
Larry Franks, once again, doubleheader right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks with the club hit, Wagga Wagga. Okay, Dan, here's a uh, point in the road that goes in two different directions. As Frost once wrote, our friendship here. Look, you've either pulled off an immaculate scheme or you've omitted some really weird information to have it omitted for 15 years. So, Dan, we all want to know, which road are we going down here? I want to take you back, Jack. Kind of give you some background here. Because I know what you want to know, but I'm not going to give it to you right away. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to present the case to you. You, you considered yourself the defense attorney. Um, now let me be the defense attorney as I point to you as the other Spider-Man in the room. Oh, gosh. So, some have called my dad the most interesting man in the world, compared him to the Dos Equis man. I agree with that. I do. Your dad is a sweetheart. In fact, when you visited our house out in the country, uh, we moved from the city to the country when I was in school, in grade school. And when we got there, my dad, you know, like like you kind of described, he's he's always present but he's not like the most outgoing he's not the the rock star right he's not the parent that's you know hovering or anything like that um and he often would travel for work and you know wear his ray-bans and you describe the mustache and all that people often thought maybe he was in the fbi or the cia and that's why he disappeared for weeks at a time Mm. um just so happens his professional career he was uh working in puerto rico for several several years uh but no cia no fbi Uh, But like you said, very buttoned up, professional job, very high level in his position. But what you need to know about him and what makes a lot of people describe him as the most interesting man is everything that he does kind of around work. So sure, we've got the the beer festivals and the football games and the occasional MST road shows that he'll attend. Uh, But like you mentioned, he's a pilot. He has a, you know, it's not like a, a, like a Learjet or something like that, but he has a plane that he's, you know, works with, tinkers on. You know, an older like older plane, kind of like a like a project, mm. but he flies it. We've flown places. He's flown to uh, Wisconsin, and and he and I have flown to Houston several times. So some cross country flights as well. Pilot, a uh, hunter for <clears throat> much of my youth, and and even now he'll hunt, do some bow hunting, some you know long distance rifle hunting. Wow, uh, he's a mobile app developer. That's one of the more new. Uh, things on his resume, on his CV, if you will. So far, I believe uh, I believe all of these things, Dan. What about this? He's a licensed taxidermist. I did not know that, but I also believe it. He has a, a certificate. It, now, that was one that he earned at a young age. It might have been, you know, Boy Scout era. Mm. Um, but it's, you know, again, one of these things. But what you really want to know, Jack, is this Spotify star this hundreds of thousands of listens, tens of thousands of listens on the, on a monthly basis, this uh, you know twice-reviewed, if not more, musician. We've played ambient songs. We, we've played an EDM song. Such range. Well, and, Surely this can't be the work of, of my dad, right? And, and, and he mentions on his Spotify, if indeed it is his Spotify, that he is heavily jazz-influenced, which is what drives me insane being the uh, the jazz fan that I am. So I'll tell you, uh, take you back to my youth. You know, as as someone who, you know, lived in the suburbs, we had a garage, 
cars parked in the front because the garage was just full of things to explore and, and discover. And sometimes it was an old computer in the back of the garage or, you know, certain, you know, uh, leftover pieces of scrap wood that I could build things with. One of the things I found in there, uh, one of those times was an old bass guitar. Oh yeah. Close old bass guitar. Um, now that doesn't mean anything about what we're going towards necessarily, but it could. Sure. Fast forward several years. Uh, and my dad had an old childhood for, or kind of, uh, young adult friend that when he was a young adult that he reconnected with and, uh, they would, you know, go like do, whether it was hunting or, you know, go do activities together. Uh, they, he owned a boat and so they would, you know, take the boat out every once in a while. And, uh, something else you should know about this friend is he's a musician and, you know, that's something we've known about him for quite some time, you know, cause old family friend, um, you know, and they were going on this trip every year and, you know, they would go in the fall. And then in 2019, when I would go home to visit one time to visit the family and before I left, Gary said, Hey, why don't you take this with you and check it out? And sure enough, I held up this compact disc and on it said, San Juan Nights by Gary Franks. Wow. This was the first album released by Gary Franks. Now, and this was this your first thing. This was your revelation. This was my revelation. It was. So this is two years later for you. But even for me, it was something that, you know, I found that bass guitar in the garage. So I knew there was some kind of musical aptitude that was his from years ago. Um, but when I got this CD in 2019 and popped it into the CD player on the drive home, I was about as surprised then as you were when I sent you that Spotify list several months ago. So to answer wow. your question, this is 100% legit. It was a surprise to me only a little bit earlier than it was a surprise to you. Um, but it's really awesome. Like, yeah, it's like, incredible I think it's great because yes, if you think about it, like, okay, some people and in John Williams, who does all these songs with them, John Williams is the guitar player. And my dad does kind of the twisting and tweaking and a lot of the, the electrical composition and all of those things, kind of everything around the guitars okay. in most of these songs. And, um, like for the first album to come out when you're, you know, well into adulthood. Yeah. Like that's really cool. And not just that, but like have it catch on and, you know, he'll make uh, every once in a while, he'll put out a song and Spotify will put it on like this week's top, top hits. And, you know, he's, he's making money on this and he's selling CDs and uh, he makes money off Amazon and Apple and, and Spotify is probably the big one. Um, and then he's kind of taken it even further. There's like these job boards where people who are making like indie films or sometimes like TV commercials where they'll basically put up this job posting and it'll say, we're looking for this kind of song kind of resembles, you know, this style of music or this band. And here's the bounty that will pay for it. And you can, you can compose songs or or songs you already have and submit and you know, your songs can get picked up by. So he's like doing that kind of thing too. So actively like producing and entering these things. Uh, So yeah. So to answer your question, absolutely legit, not a bit and really, really cool. I mean, and I can't be mad at you, right? Because this is a shock to me, but it sounds like it was a shock to you not too long before it was a shock to me. Yeah, and, and you know, a surprise, yes. Shock, I mean, I ran down I mean, all yeah. the different things he's done. Sure. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. It's a new a new bolt-on onto yeah, all those different, I, you know, I, things. Yeah. But, um, 
yeah, really hmm. cool. So it's something that I was happy to share with you. Uh, I was a little, you know, you even described that I sent it to you and you kind of like brushed it off and didn't say anything. I what? Sent it to okay. You again. Don't you? So I was no, like, starting no, to think, no. like, why does no. you know, Jack knows my dad? Why does he not care that my dad's, you know, making this music for him? That no, you can't do that because you sent me that link. Like you were sending me a meme. It was just, there was no frame of reference. There was no explanation. And the, the, the very little bit of information you gave me, it made it super suspicious for sure. Like, do not act like this is just me glazing over a cute kitten video that you sent me. I've been, I've been kept up at night because of this thing. Like I've definitely been thinking about this. I just didn't know what your angle was. And now that you say that you really didn't know until about a year ago, I, or maybe two years ago, that makes more sense than, than anything. So are we friends or can we call the truce here? Can we, can the Spider-Men's put their, their fingers down? Come on. I mean, it sounds like we can call it a truce and call it an episode. I think you're right. I think we're done here. Uh, cool. I mean, well, uh, on that note, um, be sure to, hey, what's that? What's that? You know, we're, 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 we're calling on, or this is a zoom recording right now. And you've got like a weird red bat phone kind of over your shoulder that I, that's lighting up. Do you know what that is? I've never seen that bat phone in my life. Uh, I, you want to pick it up? Uh, yeah, I mean it's ringing. Okay. Uh, hello. Hello, men seeking tomahawks. <laughs> wow! Um, may we ask who's calling? This is the one and only Funsby Chitteringshire. Wait, wait, wait. The Fernsby Chitteringshire? Wait, Jack, you know this guy? Oh, not at all, no. What can we do for you, Mr. Chitteringshire? Well, I was listening to your radio program on the computer, and I thought I should call in. Sing as I used to be in Dan's dad's band. Wow, Dan, this is incredible. We are speaking live with someone who used to play with your dad. Yeah, yeah, seems seems a little too incredible if you ask me. Uh, Excuse me, sir, what did you say your name was again? The Funsby Chitteringshire, studio musician extraordinaire. I played with all the greats, you know, Steely Dan, Danny Steele, Dealey Stanny, Steel Danny, <laughs> Steely Steele, you know, all the greats. All the greats. Those those bands aren't made up at all. Uh, what instrument do you play, Mr. Chittering Shire? Well, I play the instruments that make the song you jive. The real meat and bones of the tunes, the theremin, the hurdy-gurdy, the bagpipes, (laughs) the triangle. I mean, those really are the most important instruments. So, Mr. Chitteringshire, when did you meet Dan's dad? Oh, let me think. I met him back in 67, yes. The studio called up and said they had a fresh-faced new musician on the scene recording his debut album. The album was called Corn. What a grain. (laughs) They needed someone to come in and pinch it up. 
make the kitty purr. I remember your dad was working on this song called 1986 Cutlass Supreme Owner's Manual. It was an okay tune, but it was missing something. Well, I walk right into the studio, slap your daddy on the fanny, and say, play the song, Junior. <laughs> they start playing the song, and I pull out a Geiger counter and just start improvising all over it. A Geiger counter? you got to be kidding me. You bet your ass made that song into a solid gold single. It was the number one song of the charts that year in the Falcons. <laughs> Wait, come again. What was that last part? Oh, man, we played with everyone. Open for uh, Miles Davis and the 80 uh, Montreal Jazz Festival. Uh, your daddy and Miles hit it right off right away. Wow, Dan, I did not know your dad was friends with Miles Davis. Neither did I. I. I need to. I need to find out if I can meet him. Maybe. Well, uh, there are some out there who blame your daddy for introducing Miles to one of his biggest vices, perhaps causing the downfall of one of the most legendary jazz musicians of all time. Oh, like yikes! Breaking news there. Oh man, what are we talking here? Like what? Coke or something? Ugh, no. Was much was hungry, hungry hippo. Miles became obsessed. Stop <laughs> playing, stopped eating, stopped bathing. He just go on and on about those very hungry hippos. He'd say, "Look at them hippos, man, eating them balls, crazy." <laughs> That is crazy. Oh, gosh. It is so sad to see yet another music great go down at the hands of hungry, hungry hippos. Uh, did I ever tell you about the time he was on the Carson show? My gosh. Uh, our guests always feel like they uh, it's always never the first time we talk to them. Uh, but, but surprise, Mr. Fernsby. This is the first time we've spoken to you, so no, you've not ever told us that story. Well, we did... Carson back in uh, 88. We were actually banned from the show. That very same night, we was featured alongside noted uh, animal expert Jack Hanna. Oh, actually, you know, Jack Hanna, he, he was one of the family favorites on The Tonight Show. Uh, he would bring the live animals onto the show, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, now your dad is a uh, well-known skeptic on the existence of koalas. <laughs> Jack Hanna <laughs> tried to assure him that koalas are real after a heated argument on the subject. The two came to blows. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, Dan's dad was banned from Carson for fighting Jack Hanna? Oh, no, he wasn't banned on account of the fight, you see. Jack Hanna had a koala with him for the show. Your dad was adamant they weren't real. Said that koala was just a little person in a koala suit. So your dad marches right up to that koala on live TV, tries to snatch what he thinks is a mask off his little head. 
oh no, don't tell me what happens next. <laughs> oh no, indeed. He ended up ripping that koala's head clean off in front of a oh, large no. studio <laughs> audience. And uh, that's why we were banned from that awesome show. Oh, no. Oh, Dan. Can you confirm or deny that your father is a koala skeptic? Uh, yeah, actually, I really can't. Um, now that you bring it up, I've never thought about it before. But uh, no, the topic's never come up in conversation. Uh, none of this actually sounds right. This really doesn't sound like the Gary Franks that I know. Did you say Gary Franks? Yeah, yeah, I did. Ah, I thought you were talking about Eric Abadu. Oh, no. Hello? He, he just hang up on us? Uh, yeah, he did. And on that very confusing note, that's our show, folks. Be sure to subscribe to Men Seeking Tomahawks on your favorite podcast app. Join the Men Seeking Tomahawks on your social media platform of choice. And to hear more from the musicians featured on the program, go to menseekingtomahawks.com. For Dan, I'm Jack. For Jack, I'm Dan. Gary Franks and John Williams take the EDM route with Wagga Wagga. Wildly up-temp with electric guitar and a bit of echoey female voiceover. This is seven... (laughs) (laughs) What just just happened? Are we live? review. uh, So, yeah, you're going to have to cut this, but... um, I'm not. I'm not cutting this. You've accused me of too much this evening. Not cutting anything. Come on, Dan. Time is money. You want this show to be under an hour. Look at what you're doing here. Yeah, no, you're going to cut this. Um, Yeah, you got to cut it. No.